Okay, I'm here with uh, Ron Cook, who is the, a board member of the Salt Spring Housing Council and also on the board of the Dragonfly Project. Dragonfly Commons, that's correct. Yep. Hi, Ron. Nice to have you. And we sat through a two-hour discussion with Ask Salt Spring talking about the housing issues on Salt Spring Island, which are, which are many and very complex. And, um, Ron, I think you kicked things off uh, talking about... Um, how you thought that um, the, the three levels of government, the CRD, the Trust, and the uh, North, Salt Spring, Water North Salt Spring Water Works needed to take an active role in, um, I guess, making sure that uh, housing is is prominent uh, as an issue on Salt Spring and that housing gets built on Salt Spring. That's correct. Well, I, I keep saying that these are our only elected leaders that we have locally and uh, with housing being as critical a problem as it is, they, I, I would expect that our leadership would get together and uh, form a, a true battle plan to deal with this. And at this point, they, we have to come begging to them for this, that, and the other thing for, for dispensation on, and uh, around uh, bylaws, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, they should really be taking this on themselves as a critical uh, problem in our community that needs to be uh, solved. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of talking going on about this, but there's not a lot of doing, is there? Ad nauseum. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I'm guilty as much as the rest of us. I mean, it. The conversation comes up over and over and over, but the solutions uh, prove to be very difficult to uh, implement. But having said that, there are many people who are doing things in the background and in the foreground who deserve uh, support and uh, are doing worthy things. Now, you, we mentioned uh, Dragonfly Commons. Uh, just tell me a little bit about that project and where it's at right now. Okay, well, Dragonfly Commons is, um, uh, it is a nonprofit uh, workforce housing initiative that has been uh, instituted by Tammy and uh, Fernando Dos Santos, a wonderful couple. Uh, it is uh, located up at the end of Drake Road, uh, just sort of past the Lions Club. And our plan is to uh, provide 30, uh, what you would maybe call tiny homes, uh, one and two bedroom uh, buildings that are for sale to people who are working. Uh, they will have to um, be able to get the financing uh, together, but the, the, our plan is to provide it at as low a cost as possible. So um, the Dos Santos, the, all they wish to see is their uh, what they paid initially for the money for the pro for the property, the ten acres, come back to them, and that was purchased ten or fifteen years ago. So it's you know it's a very fair price, and then uh, the rest is just the cost of the structures and the uh, inter infrastructure which of course keeps getting more and more expensive as we wait to get approvement for this uh, approval for this, that, and the other thing. And that is always a stumbling block that all the groups are facing all the time. Right, and the whole question of funding came up and I think you were talking about uh, how the, the Housing Council is sort of an invisible body, it's an all volunteer body, 
and you think there's a need for some kind of a housing foundation or a group that would be responsible for uh, as a place for people to go with donations or m money or whatever um, so that we could actually have a pot of money for housing on salt exactly. spring exactly yeah. yeah so you know as it stands right now there is no real focal point i mean i think salt springers of all of us of all natures have you know, come to realize that we do have, uh, in particular, a very severe workforce housing crisis. There's just not, no place for uh, somebody like a nurse or a teacher or uh, uh, people that work in, you know, carpenters, different industries, for them to uh, purchase and, or even rent for that matter. Our housing stock is completely depleted, used up. And, uh, you know, that's a whole conversation in itself. But the bottom line is that, you know, these that we need housing to for these people to be able to stay on Salt Spring and to get ahead a little bit step by step. And so with Dragonfly, our intention, also, I, I, shouldn't, I should actually talk about the, uh, the fact that we need a focal point for Salt Springers who are interested in investing or donating towards uh, housing on Salt Spring. There's no place for them to really, you know, they don't know where to go if that is something that they want to do. And so I have been pressing for uh, some form of uh, something similar to the Salt Spring Foundation, something where people can put their money in, <coughs> possibly get a bit of a return on it, but know that their money is going to be used to create affordable housing on Salt Spring. And I will add to that that it's my observation over time that the it is the nonprofit organizations that can create the, the best form of affordable housing because you're not, nobody's in it for profit, they're in it for the betterment of the community. Right, and I think, yeah, that suggestion kind of morphed into a discussion about um, uh, the Whistler Housing Authority as an example of something of a community that set up a, a body that then became responsible not only for funding but also for building homes in that community. Um, is that something that you think should should happen on Salt Spring? Absolutely. I think that um, uh, again uh, the the I'm just going to put a. a uh, shout out to the uh, Salt Spring Solutions and the paper that they have just put out uh, because that is, you know, where their direction is leading is that um, there are, they have looked at a number of other uh, places in Canada where uh, communities have created solutions to their housing problems. And I think Whistler will be one of them. Um, but they have got, you know, they are, they are asking our leadership to step forward in their paper, and they're also saying, and here are some viable solutions that you can think of doing that have worked elsewhere. And uh, so, I, you know, more power to them. I'm uh, totally supportive of their efforts, and I do hope that our leaders uh, take this uh, as a real challenge and move forward with it. Yeah, it seemed like there was a certain amount of resistance to this idea from uh, Gary Holman at the CRD today that um, 
his question was, well, you have to be very careful about what you, you know, what you set up the this authority to do. Um, and the, the fact is that it would have to go, he said, to a referendum uh, costing 70000 or whatever. And um, it would also, I think, did he say it would result in an increase in, in taxes or... Well, that, that was bandied about. I can't remember who actually said it. Uh, you know, to be fair, Gary has been very supportive and he has initiatives of his own that he's involved in. And, uh, you know, I don't want to give him a hard time, but he is one of our, one of those three or four triumvirate uh, leaders that we need uh, leadership from. And so he does it on the level that he's comfortable with, but at this point, I think that they need to get into their uncomfortable zone perhaps to make things happen. That being the case, that would be, I think his response was, if you're expecting the uh, CRD to take this on and do this, these are the rules and regulations. I'm still at a point where I'm going, how do we make this happen? Right. And so I don't know what it's going to end up being, but we do need to be able to uh, finance a uh, uh, small staff who this becomes their job is to uh, bring in money and and uh, uh, distribute it responsibly towards affordable housing. Yeah. And whatever shape that takes is uh, still right. in the air. And I thought it was interesting. There were various different um, uh, figures banded about from 3,000 units needed uh, to, uh, it came down to 500, I think, yes, at the, end, right. at the end of Stan, the discussion. Stan was sort of yeah. pleading for at least 500, please, before I go. Yeah. <laughs> I thought um, that was very poignant. Um, and, and, of course, we're talking about, you know, obviously um, projects like Dragonfly and other ones that are on the books right now, um, sort of small pieces but really we need to look at a bigger picture and, and look at a way of actually, you know, providing large numbers of housing yes, here yeah. on Salisbury. So we need a plan and we need, uh, we need, I think, also to be able to uh, assuage the concerns of the don't bring anybody else to Salt Spring. There is a, there is a strong movement on Salt Spring uh, of people who... Uh, are worried about development, and rightfully so, and so am I. I think the development has got to be responsibly done and uh, take into uh, consideration the nature of the island and our, our rural nature. All of those things are very important, but they can't supersede the fact that we need to have a workforce here on Salt Spring of people who provide the services that will keep us all going as the years progress. Right, and I think this is a topic that's going to be ongoing. I, I gather that uh, on May the 26th, um, Salt Spring Solutions will be speaking at Ask Salt Spring, and uh, right. I'm sure a lot of these, um, these points will be brought up then. Well, thanks very much, Ron, for coming in. Great, thanks for having me. Okay. It's, uh, it was a great conversation today uh, at Ask, and uh, I just want to say that uh, Ask is a wonderful way for salt springers to get to know the people who are in different uh, important uh, places in their community as it's the people who look after the roads uh, all our elected officials come 
uh, from time to time, and uh, you know, the, it's a, it's always in the newspaper in the what's happening section. Who's going to be there this week? And uh, Gail Baker does a wonderful job of hosting it, and uh, I'm a regular because I just think it's the greatest way to keep on in touch with what's going on. So yeah, it's very interesting. Great, thanks so much. Ron. Okay, thank you. Okay.